0: Hi, my name's Alistair.
1: Hi, my name's Kat and this is Bampop Productions Podcast. Just a little reminder that we are on Twitter.
0: We are on Twitter. It is At Bampop Pod.
1: So leave tweets. Um they don't need need, need to be nice. We're all up for objective comments. We're just lonely. I'm not saying you know troll us, but you know I'd objective comments. at this
0: point. Oh, that sounds a bit weird. Yeah, I'd take a troll on
1: Okay, just... let's just forget about that and get no, back on track. No,
0: I'm just lonely.
1: Alistair, you have me.
0: Yeah. Why are we talking
1: about personal problems on the pod?
0: Yeah, that'd be a good topic for today. How close are we to breaking up on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: With 1 being really close and 10 not being? or you know, the you... other
0: way. 1 being like we're nowhere near breaking up and 10 being we're in the process right now.
1: I would say it's always at a 5 to 6. <laughs> I'd
0: say 8 or 9. Oh. I'm ready to pull that trigger. I'm ready. To and yet you out. never
1: have. Mm, is it because you've got a free house? It's because mm. I'm pathetic. Are we really going to put this in the pod?
0: Yeah. How about we just move past it? We'll keep it in, and we'll just walk past it.
1: Several seconds have been spent. But yes.
0: It's because we just talked about a few things before we started recording. I don't really know how to tie them together into a topic. I'm thinking. Right. Like, we were talking about. Um, There's so
1: much things we could talk about. I'm literally going to talk about Olympic volleyball women's team from Norway.
0: Was it not the handball team? (laughs) No
1: It's volleyball team. Oh is it? Okay guys, Olympics is happening now in Tokyo and instead of focusing on the glory of sport and how fantastic it is for everyone involved and for people that watch it in person and well not not in person now because tokyo has not allowed the spectators because of the pandemic but the norway women's volleyball team have made a stance for equality and said they're not going to wear the little bikini bottoms that apparently the rules dictate that they have
0: to it was actually the women's handball team not volleyball
1: no it's saying this Okay, so in the independent it says volleyball, when I click on it it then says handball. I'm sure it was volleyball.
0: It's it's handball.
1: Really? Wait, can we be sure of this? Perhaps it was both sports? Wait, like are we... okay yeah sorry that was a typo it is indeed handball which is a very different sport from volleyball i don't know how
0: handball is closer to basketball really yeah
1: no but i think the difference is is that with handball you can't move when you have it; you have to throw it but with volley but with basketball you can dribble it and throw it and with volleyball, I think you have to make it into a little bit of
0: a, a fisting. Fist, right, your you're, you're bouncing like I don't know the difference, but I think that's yeah, what it is,
1: it right? Because I vaguely remember in school so playing this really badly.
0: Volleyball is a bit like tennis in that you're hitting it over, back and forth the net, and you're trying to create it so mm. the other team can't return it. Whereas handball... Has, Doesn't
1: involve a net. It has a
0: goal and a goalkeeper. So, so
1: there is no net. Yeah. Right, okay. Because basketball also... No,
0: no, handball has a net, but you also have a a goalkeeper kind of thing. Okay, okay.
1: So I reckon that uh, it's a bit of a headache for the Olympic committee and the Olympics in general because there's been a lot of focus now on the women's handball team for Norway taking a stand and not wearing the skimpy bikini bottoms, but actually really tight shorts. Yeah. Um, so they normally wear kind of what you would really say is just like a really short top or a sports bra and small bikini bottoms. And those are the rules, apparently. But they have taken a stance and they all turned up in their little shorts and the Olympic committee fined them because they right. the rules. And there seems to be a backlash now because everyone is supporting them. And pink, the American yeah. celebrities saying, great girls, I will pay the fine great for you. Girls. So... Do you, do you know why they're required to wear, really pants? I mean, it is pants.
0: I just want to say I think I agreed with you by mistake there. I think okay. you said. I think you. I think I just said that handball has a net and it doesn't. It's got I didn't two think goals. It did, it? Yeah. yeah. Volleyball does.
1: Volleyball has a net. Yeah. Handball doesn't. And basketball has obviously the baskets and yeah. put the ball through. Okay, yeah. That's the gist of it.
0: So when I was reading, I can't remember Mm -hmm. which article I read in this this morning, but they were saying there's actually a limit on how much of your bum you're allowed to cover in the women's team. Like, I think (laughs) the maximum of 10 centimetres each side, I think, is the, um, or maybe a maximum of 10 centimetres overall. Like, it's...
1: But does that mean that... Their performance will be limited if they wear shorts instead of the bikini No, models. because
0: if it genuinely was a performance issue, you'd also find that the men would be wearing bikinis. So why don't the men? Because it's nothing to do with performance. I, I'm sure it's to do with viewership and trying to mm-hmm. boost the numbers. Um, so, mm-hmm. so this is why I was trying to figure out what to say and how to link this into other things, like a bigger topic. I, I think there is an issue where TV rights kind of And the financing in sport really can have a big impact on how the sport is played. There's been multiple changes to tennis over the years where they've tried to make it better for TV rights to sell TV rights than what makes, a Mm -hmm. a better game. Um... There's been a number of rules brought in to limit or make the length of a tennis match more predictable so that you don't get these massive games overrunning and it's easier to sell the T V rights. Like it's it's horrendously like, um Yeah, this level of money in sports. And I would suspect, I don't know, I haven't really read into this, but I would suspect the reason they want women to show their arses is because it's easier to sell the TV rights to it if, you know, there's some female skin. So it
1: is objectification. I would say so. Because you're right, it can't be performance because the men don't Because the men wear really short tight shorts. The men also wear really short tight shorts, to be Ah. fair. But... It's fair to say that in every aspect of life, wouldn't you generally say that men are less objectified than fe- than females? Yes. In most yeah, cases. I would that's the way that most societies have simply developed.
0: I think men are more objectified than is often given credit for, yeah. but they're certainly objectified less than women. Obviously. Compared
1: to women, right? Yeah. On a broad scale. Yeah. I would say in most things.
0: Yeah. Um so Well, men tend to be judged more by like the actions that they commit. Yeah. yeah, things like that rather than perhaps their career. Their their, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean who they are as a person rather than how they look. But it's not exclusively true. And there are issues on both sides. But yeah, that's that's completely accurate to say that it's a far bigger issue. And I say this just highlights it that women are being fined for I I wish I could read how much the fine was. I mean they'll definitely have to roll back in this. There's no way they can get Like past this public backlash um...
1: it's not to be honest with you the fact that they all did it and the fact that it's Norway isn't that surprising because doesn't Norway statistically rank quite high supposedly for equality so the fact that it was the Norway team that doesn't really surprise me right but they are taking you know they do have balls to do that right and it does kind of it does detract from them because it 's being made more about the outfits and about their skill, but if it caught on and if more people do that um, i mean some I mean some teams from some countries, because politically the country is more autocratic, like say china wouldn 't but what i 'm saying is is that I strongly suspect that maybe it could create a precedent. Um, so if the Olympic Committee continued to push for that fine, I, I would be surprised, but they didn't ban them because in theory they could have been banned. That's the thing.
0: So I just want to come in here. This isn't the Olympic Committee. Oh, right, that's well. done it. This was to do with them playing in the, the European beach handball championships.
1: Oh, it was for the Olympics that they chose to wear those shorts?
0: Maybe, but the fine that is being levied on them was by whoever organizes the European beach handball championships.
1: I I don't think so, because they're talking about it a day ago, so they mean for the Olympics, so it must be the Olympic Committee. It can't be the other committees. Because if they compete in the Olympics, wouldn't the Olympic Committee have, you know, full authority as opposed to this other handball association? I would have thought... Wait, so can you find that
0: out? I mean, the first article I can see in this was the fine was issued seven days ago, which yeah. was before the Olympics started. So they were set the fine. Um, yeah, so it was the European Handball Federation imposed the fine. So it was a European Oh, so nothing competition. to do with the Olympics? No.
1: Right. Okay, so I'm incorrect then. Um. Yes, the European Handball Federation has first sent the fine, and I've never heard of this European hand boss. Handball Federation. Sounds really almost like they're in space. Yeah. Okay. The but federation.
0: In in fairness, a lot of sports bodies are called things like that. Yes.
1: I'm just so they're facing a 1,770 fine. Uh, it was
0: 1,500 euros?
1: No, here it says 1,770, but that's in the dollars, so it makes sense okay, now what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. saying, because you're saying it was 150
0: euros, euros per player.
1: But it's kind of like they're being penalised for their hard work. That they've put in to get to the Olympics right. Because of an outfit change
0: So I have to say This, <laughs> you know what I mean? I completely, this actually makes sense to me Because I think that the Olympics probably wouldn't Like I genuinely think this is over TV rights Like this organisation will make their money From selling the TV rights to you know their sport yeah. And having women wearing skimpy clothing Will mean they'll get more viewers And therefore can charge more money so that's probably their main objective here is just to keep the women as naked as possible and sell that as part of the package. Um the Olympics doesn't really sell the rights on a sports by sports basis. You typically buy the rights to, you know, the whole competition um for whatever region you you're selling in. <coughs> oh bless you. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> um committed. can never hold a sneeze. Not you, just in general. No one can hold a sneeze. So yeah, I think um I would have been more surprised if it was the Olympics that had done it. I don't think they'd have the same financial pressures on them. But yeah, this organisation is clearly trying to make money off of um, uh, selling women's bodies. And the fact that they have this limit of no more than 10 centimetres of your ass can be covered is just ridiculous. It is about selling naked women rather than the sports. Given that we're at a stage now where we're trying to get, you know... Typically hard to reach people into physical activity Mm -hmm. in society. And young girls are a particularly hard group to get into it. Just ridiculous that you would, you know, make a sport about being naked rather than the actual sport itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, I get that the clothing needs to reflect the sport in the context of performance. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in swimming, you generally don't see the females mm-hmm. in two pieces. Like no. it's always the one piece. Because I can understand that because if they're swimming so vigorously and so fast then a two piece may come loose, particularly yeah. the bottom bit. Mm-hmm. So I can understand okay, that. Okay, sure, I see. So that. like that makes sense. So then the clothing or what they wear should be linked to performance but, but for then, the handball
0: like it true. doesn't
1: improve because their me- performance right no if right. they wear like if they don't wear the mm-hmm. bikini like if, like but, well but, i mean pants really i mean it's more or less pants
0: but even then it's not really the job of a governing body to tell people what they can and can't wear in terms of like fashion or performance like the organization isn't saying everyone has to wear this so it gives them more performance Typically what the organisation is doing is limiting, like the rules should normally set out equipment or clothing that you're not allowed to bring into um, a a particular sport because it would give you an unfair advantage. Um, So, for example, um, I don't know particularly about handball, but... um, uh, let's say gloves with sticky pads on them yeah, to make yeah. it easier to hold it. You can imagine a governing body would ban that because it gives you an unfair advantage yes, yes. if you got. But it's not really about looks or helping. Do you understand Like, yeah. am I saying that clearly? Like, the organisation should ban clothing that gives you an unfair advantage, and that yeah. should be the only reason for it. It shouldn't be about fashion, and they shouldn't be saying everyone has to wear this to boost the performance. Really, everyone should be allowed to figure out the best clothing for them to get the best performance and everyone should have the choice to do that and then the organization should come in and if someone develops a piece of clothing that gives you a really big advantage unfair then that should be banned like that should be the only rule basically i'm saying every team and player should be free to figure out the best clothing they can get to help their sport and then the organization's only role should be to ban things that give you an unfair advantage Mm -hmm. if they're going to get involved in that at all I know that in a lot of sports, you know, you'll get certain, like, um, fabrics or arrangements of clothing to give, like, say, cycling. To enhance. So, cycling, you'll have dimples, like, lots of little dimples in... You know a golf ball has the wee dots?
1: Yeah, like, it goes in. It's, like, the crevices, but it goes in, So there's loads of them.
0: The reason for that is that it builds up a little pocket of air around the ball, and it makes it very resistant when it uh, uh, not... Yeah, it makes it, it lowers the resistance so the ball can go farther, so it doesn't get as much air mm-hmm. resistance. Cyclists will have that on their tops. So all the cyclist's clothing has little dimples in it, and it's because it makes them more streamlined through the air. Um, but that it,
1: applies for all of them, so it's not an unfair advantage to one team because they can, all do yeah, that. Yeah, everyone's
0: allowed to do that. So in know? theory, it should boil down to mm. your individual skill and talent, right? right? You know, if you were to then develop a helmet that has a little rocket in the back of it that helps propel you then you would call that an unfair advantage advantage. you couldn't get away with that but okay realistically everyone should be allowed to pick the clothes that are best for them and um i don't think it's the governing body to say what you're allowed to wear typically they just ban Mm -hmm. certain things
1: Um, i mean it does seem unduly harsh but i feel that they're trying to I feel, and I've never heard of this handball federation, yeah. you know, it makes it sound really grand. It's probably just like a guy in a building. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does seem unduly harsh that they have imposed this, but the backlash um, has been very strong. It's kind of drawn attention away from the skill and talent of that particular team yeah. and kind of made it about their clothing. And then you need to question, well, why are they need to wear that in the first place? Is objectification. It can't be about the performance because the men don't wear right. it. Yeah, the men wear can. short shorts. The men wear really short tight shorts, I have and I've seen say, this, with little vests. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's a crop top. The no. guys don't wear a crop top. The guys wear a vest. Yeah. And really short shorts. So you see a lot of the men's bodies as well. But I have to say but that... it's
0: not the same thing because they're dudes. If it was a performance issue, then men would do the same. Like, if that gave you an extra 2-3% performance... men. There are sports where men wear clothes, every bit is revealing. You know, in swimming, they don't wear shorts. They wear very tight... Speedos. They wear little
1: trunks, yeah. yeah or, trunks. like, a whole piece now. They sometimes wear they a whole do. piece. They do, yeah, yeah. And... But also the women often, for some teams, wear a whole piece. Mm-hmm. So why is there more range in swimming... Than there is for handball. People In have terms different things the they're outfits. comfortable with. But I think I'm most
0: confused. male swimmers, like divers and that, mm-hmm. if you see, they don't really wear tops particularly. They're typically wearing just um, just a small pair of pants. Are very revealing. Yeah. If this was a performance issue, you would find the male teams would also be wearing little bikini bottoms, like because athletes are really into um, you know performing at their top level. <laughs> um, if they were able to get a higher level of performance out of it, then everyone would be doing it. It's not an issue of performance. And even if it mm. was, it's not the job of the governing body to tell everyone you must be wearing the most efficient uniform. It's very telling, though, that they haven't actually talked about the reason for that rule. Um, they've said it's against the rules on the clothing. and that rule. But they've
1: not said why the rule's there in yeah. the first place, because they yeah. want to avoid that. Exactly. Because in theory, these you know bodies are supposed to remain right. very neutral. Right. Um, which is why you don't hear comments from the Olympics regarding this, because they obviously are supposed to, in theory, be about the sport and be inclusivity, so they can't really, yeah. So I don't know. So in theory, if more teams begun to do this, um, but certain teams from certain countries wouldn't. I mean, maybe the UK team might in the future, but the team from China, who is highly autocratic would follow the rules because they want the glory for themselves they wouldn't want it to be attracted uh, to, sure, to yeah. about the women right
0: right every organization that puts people yeah. forward for it will have their own set of kind of yeah principles that guide them but realistically uh, i think it should be the choice of the individual athletes and the women what clothes they feel comfortable wearing and want to wear um You know, beyond that, there's always going to be a kind of group mentality there. Like, if you're wearing a uniform, it probably should be uniform amongst players to quite a high degree. But if one team wants to wear pants, another one wants to wear bikinis, I don't see the issue with that. It's whatever an individual person is comfortable with, you know.
1: I mean... It's just
0: ridiculous that we never have this debate over men and men's bodies. Yeah,
1: because they're generally across every aspect of life in really all countries that yeah. men are just less objectified. Right. It's just it's just less of a thing. But um moving on from talking about um objectification in sport and outfits. Yeah uh, something else has come up. Mm. Transgender athletes well, are yeah. performing now in the Olympics? Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on this? Um do you find this a bit not awkward to talk about but do you find this a bit distracting from the actual sports itself because people now focus more on the trans as opposed to the actual sport and there's some people that are saying oh well they have an unfair advantage how do they do it like how come they're allowed in the first place and because there are a few articles here talking about transgender athletes um, Laura Hubbard uh, from New Zealand She's a New Zealand is the first transgender... Wait, is she the first transgender person to compete at... Yeah. New Zealand, Laura Hubbard has become the first ever transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics. And it seems that it's less about her skill and talent and more about the fact that she's mm-hmm. trans because the news is saying this is very controversial. Is it controversial? In your opinion?
0: I mean... Being trans doesn't, like, the bigotry against the trans community is horrendous. Being yes, trans, like in most
1: countries it's very difficult,
0: yeah. Being trans does not make you a bad person. No. It doesn't make you a good Absolutely pe- not. It's not. a complete non-issue to what a person's like, you know. I, I don't know that many trans people, and I don't think I have any not trans personal. friends. But I've met a lot of people who are trans in the years, and... Do you know what? It's the same as any other person. I just want to get... I know it sounds really kind of patronising, but got to get it out there. It's there cliche,
1: is... but let's admit it, like, we're not really that
0: different. There's nothing about being trans. It doesn't tell you anything about the person. Like, everyone's still an individual. I have to say, though, in the case of sports like this, I think... I think trans people probably should not be allowed to compete in... Mm. So trans women should not be allowed to compete in women's only sports because they do have an unfair advantage in how it's set up at the moment. However, I think that we should try to build a system and a framework for sports that is inclusive of all the different types of people that want to take part. And I think currently we judge it like the way we split up the categories of sports is arbitrary. Like we pick women and men as two separate groups and we don't let them compete with each other in most sports because men typically have an advantage in the way that we currently like think of and create the sports that we like today you could invent sports where women have a big advantage like there's nothing inherent that, but the sports that we typically play today um are typically favour male psychology male anatomy that kind of thing so it's unfair that women and men compete against each other so we separate it out in certain sports we also separate it out into things like weight category so in boxing you don't get some 300 pound muscle man against mm-hmm. you know a 100 pound weakling like because that's not fair there's no way that the smaller guy would win mm-hmm. so we we separate out the competitions in lots of different ways currently we don't have a mechanism that recognizes trans people's right to compete but without it interfering with this traditional, well, women and men are separated. So it does blur the line a bit. I think in the current framework, it's very difficult to integrate that in a way that's quote-unquote fair. Is there
1: a way to make it fair in your opinion? Because I find that really hard.
0: Yeah, I think there are a few ways we can do it.
1: But it's a value judgment they're replacing because Mm -hmm. how would you make that fair? Yeah. How would it... Someone who's a trans woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: or trans man,
0: yeah,
1: are they an equal footing biologically with someone who's born? Well, this that is sex the thing, though. to compete in sport. I, I mean, don't, is that I don't the case? That that idea. I
0: don't... So the people that are anti-trans competing in sports will often say this, and I disagree with them. They'll often say, "Well, biologically, you know, trans women are different to other women, and that makes it unfair." And to me, I kind of think, well. Sports is automatically unfair. Sports automatically favours people with certain genetics that make them better at these sports. You know, but
1: that's inevitable, though. It but is surely, inevitable. skill and yes. talent also count.
0: It, com- sorry, it completely does. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to trans people in it, yes, they maybe do have a trans women maybe do have a physiological benefit advantage over you know, um, was it natal women? Is that the yeah, you I think the that's the for, term. Yeah. So
1: you're born a female, you're yeah. like that 100%, mm-hmm. or you're born male, that's your...
0: So I think that's the, the difficulty. Um, they say that, well, trans women have this advantage. It's like, well, yeah, but the women that are competing, while they do work very hard, everyone works hard to be mm-hmm. at that top level... They've also had an advantage over someone born with say one leg or you know whatever like there's automatically advantage built into sports it's not
1: quite the same thing though it's comparing an athlete mm-hmm. skill and talent to someone with one leg
0: right? I understand but what I'm saying is sports does this anyway it favors certain genetic makeups and the categories that we currently place people into are quite arbitrary What I think we should be doing is creating categories of sport that maybe are more specific like if you think about when these categories so just think about in running for instance we put women and men in separate categories because mm-hmm. we know overall women are faster uh, men are faster than women maybe instead of the category being men and women maybe we don't care about that maybe nowadays when we have better access to kind of medical stuff and kind of you know we can get more data and run more tests on people maybe it might be something like we separate people out based on how much testosterone they produce or the bone density of their body you know so it doesn't care, we don't care if someone's a man or a woman we care about what physical attributes they have that put them into certain categories. So, But
1: wouldn't that be different generally, men and women. It will generally, but... Which it, is why but what in sports I mean, they tend to separate them anyway.
0: It does, but remember, you also get subcategories of men as well, and women. So in, in boxing, you have weight categories. So men of different sizes fight against each other. What I'm saying is instead of that being like... Take that same principle of weight category. Let's say... The main determining factor, let's just say, for sake of argument, is how dense your bones are, like how um, strong they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's just say that's the main contributing factor to. How Could well they do you that got. for all sports? Yeah, absolutely. And the more we go down, the more technology advances, the easier mm. that becomes. That sounds all very specific
1: and quite fornicity. Do you think that the Olympics would ever go that far?
0: I think so. Most sports are going that way anyway. And a lot of this stuff happens behind the scenes anyway. Like all of these athletes are constantly being poked and prodded to get lots of biological data out of them for their trainers and coaches. Um, their diets are controlled down to the gram, how much of everything they eat. Well,
1: at that level, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's the Olympic level.
0: I And at lower levels as well. And what I'm saying is... Yeah, if they is show the,
1: potential to get to the Olympic level.
0: But not just that, The this data, the, the more this is coming down, the more technology advances, mm-hmm. the more open this is to people further down. So let's take um, someone 10 years ago, you would need to be a top-level tennis player to have mm-hmm. a coach that would you know go slow motion, get the equipment to see how well like you're swinging the racket and what you're doing. A few years ago a company made for a few hundred pounds a device that you clip on to your tennis racket it talks to your mobile phone via bluetooth and it gives you exact data on how your swing is going and how to improve it so what 10 years ago would have required a really expensive private coach and equipment to do can now be done by almost anyone for a few hundred pounds diets as well there are a lot of apps that can take things like you know blood data like you know glucose thing with diabetes. Mm-hmm. They can take a lot of biological data from you and they'll give you specific diets and nutrients that you need to achieve certain goals. So once again, what once would have required a very expensive nutritionist can now be open to a much wider group of people. And while it may be a bit fornicity, I do think that over time it will become easier and cheaper and available at lower and lower levels, like the cost to do that type of thing.
1: I mean, it sounds to me more particular Mm -hmm. and then you're also mentioning but i don't know whether the olympics would ever be that particular because they seem already to be so broad scale yeah i mean like it might but you're also talking about how in boxing for example there's weights that actually doesn't apply to all sports
0: no it doesn't but what i'm saying is so for some
1: sports you couldn't apply that
0: that's quite right but what i'm saying i didn't mean you would apply weight categories to every sport what i meant is you would find the thing in each sport that makes that you know that makes the difference so in boxing it's weight is what makes the difference between how well you'll play and um, let's say in running long distance running it might be your vo2 max which is how much um oxygen your body can process mm. so let's say that's the determining factor in that sport and i promise you every athlete even far lower down if you're playing if you're doing regionally competitions, like say the West of Scotland kind of area, you'll have access to VO2 max kind of tests to see what that is. So this is open to a lot of people. Um, it might be that in long distance running, that's the thing you pick. So you find, okay, cool. Um, People who have different levels of VO2 max get to compete against each other rather than just split men and women. Um, I, I just think there is a question here where we need to start making this more fair and... I think there are certain sports where being born a man will typically give you an advantage over someone born a woman. I would say that's all sports. It's lesser in some sports, but yeah, in most sports, I mean, there's obviously yeah. skill
1: and talent, and there's practice. And even
0: being on oestrogen will not overcome. I say things like bone density are largely set by the time you reach adulthood, mm, so mm. you will have some advantages in that, and that's unfair to the women who are competing. But just completely banning trans women from these sports is completely unfair in them. And I think what we need to do is take an approach where we kind of redefine what sports is a little bit. Um, and I don't think that's a problem. I think that's a really fun activity because. Do you? So then you don't think it would be a can of worms for the Olympics? Sports change all the time and rules change could be all a the can, time.
1: Can of worms for it, the powers that that be? I mean, it's very yeah. inclusive. It certainly will be a can of worms. I mean, but.
0: It's a can cool they put question. the worms
1: back in the can, is my point. Do you or, want like, to? can they find a new can? <laughs> i mean because if you release a can of worms and the worms just all go about the place and it's never resolved then there's a different thing that's my point
0: i think we need to ask what it is that we enjoy about sports and what it is we are actually trying to measure and what you're measuring is often the thing that's difficult to gauge like are we measuring who is the best man or the best woman it's like well no because there are sports where we do separate people out like why not just add other tiers into that where we say, okay, and mix men and women together and say everyone at this know who level? Who really decides this? It's done by committees over time. A lot of the rules just get formalised. And, and I don't even know who's in charge of this
1: in sports because they all have their own divisions and their and, own. Yeah. And obviously, the Olympic Committee is the Olympic Committee. There's
0: small changes made at a time, but I, I think that we should work in ways. To, I think today, with the levels of data available on different people's bodies, we can match people up in a much more fair way than we did in the in the mm. past. I think we should be looking at that kind of thing. I, I think I've mentioned this example a few times. I do know we have to wrap up kind of soonish.
1: Well, that soon?
0: We're over for half an hour. Um, oh
1: no! I just want so much more stuff to say.
0: Well, I'll say this point, and you You've get a few things up. out. I know. With
1: all your opinions and trends.
0: You go then. You go. You go. Up.
1: Go. Okay. And, and, and
0: <laughs> So I think this is a point I talk about a lot, and it was like gay men giving blood. Was banned and um, coming into the nineties because yeah, of wow, the, the high rates. It was part of the stigma, but there were higher rates of bloodborne diseases in gay men than there were in the general population. So banning Sad. it, banning it, gay men giving blood is fair. It's a very easy way to kick out uh, a huge amount of the I guess kind of contaminated blood or dangerous blood. However, the thing you care, you don't want to remove, like. You don't dislike the blood because it's gay blood. You dislike the blood because it has a slightly higher chance of having bloodborne diseases. Rather than ban this one group of people which is very unfair. Mm-hmm. Bars, everyone with the same brush. It does do the job of keeping out a lot Well, it of removes the problem, it so it's
1: not really dealing with it, you simply But it doesn't it.
0: remove all of the problem, because there are some gay men who will have a much lower risk profile than some straight men. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some gay men that will have been in a monogamous relationship for 30 years, and their chance of having a disease is far lower than a young straight guy that goes out and has that doesn't use protection. every yeah. Um, that's promiscuous yeah and yet the straight man is allowed to go in and give blood and the gay man very you know monogamous relationship nothing isn't that's unfair and it's actually not good for the system because you're keeping you're one letting in a lot of contaminated blood and you're keeping out a lot of clean blood Um, the system that they should do which is what they do now is make it more specific to the individual so what they do now is if you go in you're asked a broad question like Mm -hmm. have you had sex in the last so many you know months or whatever and if you answer yes to that, you're given a more detailed mm-hmm. questionnaire. And what they do is they figure out your individual risk profile. So given the gay men still have a higher instance of HIV, you will still find more gay men who refuse the ability to give blood because Ooh. they will typically go a wee bit. But it's very fair because it also keeps out all the straight people who are dangerous and it lets all the gay people in who are safer. Okay. So what I'm saying is, yeah, it's very s- I see that point. Yeah. Instead of doing this big broad, gay people can't give blood. What they're doing now is making it specific to the individual. And I think something like that for sports is a really good thing. Where instead of just giving a broad right, men and women are separated. Maybe what we try and do is figure out well, what is it we want to measure? You know, uh, what is, what elements of sport are we trying to test to see what's good here, and find a way to make it more specific so that more people can compete. At the end of this, gender shouldn't matter at all. It should be about each individual being paired up in the fairest kind of fight, is what I think.
1: Mm.
0: My other idea for this, I think I mentioned at dinner a few months ago when your sister was here, actually, is I like the idea that, say, for the 100-metre sprint, you literally line up all 100... Let's say you have a 1,000 athletes competing in it. Mm. I know, I know, I know what's coming mm. on. But let's say you have a 1,000 athletes competing in the 100-metre the sprint. Line all 1,000 people up, let them all run the race and one person will finish the line first Mm -hmm. but beyond that let every individual person out there in the audience decide how they want to measure the results like maybe someone cares about like we have more access to information now previously you had to go to the authority on the sport to figure out Mm -hmm. what had happened and who had won and everything because you couldn't, like you had to get all your news from the TV Mm -hmm. or newspapers Nowadays, everyone can go into their own subreddit or their own site. If you let all 1,000 people, you know, men, trans men, trans women, women, Paralympics, everyone race in one race, then at the end of it, you can go to whatever organisation you like to see how they measure it. Maybe someone cares about trans women being paired against Mm -hmm. women. Well, they can see the results for that. Maybe the person who cares about men and women being separated, no trans women in it, trans people at all, they can look at the results type of thing. Just let everyone decide what they find important in this. Let individuals decide. Let's get away from governing bodies deciding what's important. You know, And you'll find this here, see with this um, trans woman who's competing in the weightlifting. Laurel you, Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard. You will find there are a lot of people that disregard her results, and only consider the results of neonatal women. They will because they deem it unfair. Yeah, because she was actually. But this is my point. She
1: she she competed as a man.
0: Yeah. And but then, then she mm-hmm.
1: came out prior to twenty thirteen. She competed as a man, and she reversed herself as yeah. like she now. And then, so she got medals as a man, but yeah. then she transitioned. Now as a woman, I don't know the specifics of the transition. Yeah. I don't know whether she's gone the full way. We won't go into those specifics or not. But she's now competing as a woman. So it does seem so... There there, there has been kickback from other yeah. female-born athletes saying, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is unfair. Yeah. I don't really know enough about and any of this. I think it's a positive that the Olympics is including trans athletes... Right. I suppose you can argue it's progress in that way, but it is opening up a can of worms. But I don't really know how to solve this problem. I mean, you've mentioned a lot of things, but I think the things that you've mentioned are in the infancy. And I don't know how progressive that'll be and whether the Olympic Committee will go into such depth about all sports.
0: No, probably not. And it'll take a long time. Because the Olympics is already
1: a massive thing to plan. Like, it's a global thing to plan. In countries and people have their
0: own agendas. But as I say, I think a lot of people will be called anti-trans if they disregard her results. But But a lot of people are
1: called anti-trans when they do the kickback, saying that it's unfair. But is there not an argument that it is a bit unfair? I think because she was born a man with more with more testosterone yeah. and then she's chopped and changed yeah. from male to female yeah. in the context of I mean the spore I don't mean chop and change in the context of oh, the other way so Jeez that's oh. a bit crude yeah that's actually not the way it's done they invert it <laughs> they invert the penis like that's a fact. I was yeah. told that by my um, father, who's a doctor, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, my
0: dad is a doctor. Yeah, oh, oh, oh.
1: And, you know, so this athlete does kind of get the advantage of gaining medals as a man. Yeah. His... So maybe other people might be jealous and they might become anti-trans in this way. I don't know. But other female athletes might not be very happy with this. I and they've already
0: voiced their opinions. I don't think it is. I, like I genuinely think... Their audiences should be allowed to decide what they value. And I think that's the way we're going in so many other things now that people have more access to information. They decide what type of news they want. They decide what opinions they value and they go after them. I think the same should be true of sports. There will be a lot of people that disregard her results and just go for the results of neonatal women and say, Mm -hmm. the, the woman that gets silver, they'll say she's the gold. And if someone wants to believe that or think it, they're fine to do that. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, if other groups of people think that it's fair for um, I can't remember her name, um, New Zealand woman, Laurel Hubbard, Laurel, uh, it's if,
1: quite like a grandma yeah. name, Laurel so, Hubbard, if, if Mother they,
0: Hubbard, Mother Hubbard, exactly, yeah. If they decide to get that when you say that. Um there'll be a lot of people that think that it's a very valid thing for her to be competing in this sport and in this category. And if
1: Yeah, she should go ahead and she should push it, she tries and, and s- she's here. If someone proud thinks of it.
0: if someone thinks that's fair then they have every right to assume the result is valid. Like I, I think it should be about audiences being allowed to decide as well. I think that's a good way of really? getting around this. Really? Do you think this. so? Yeah. So
1: then the public?
0: Yeah, that, I think that, It's basically know, the public there. I even think maybe the Olympic Committee shouldn't be handing out medals at all. Maybe <laughs> maybe they should just be invigilating the competition. I don't know
1: what the Olympic Committee actually does. you never see them. But
0: then everyone else gets to decide who gets the medal for their group. So the people that believe trans women are allowed to compete in women's sports, they give out their medals. The group that thinks that not only neonatal women can compete, they give out their medals, and the Olympic Committee just washes their hands of the whole thing. I think that's a good I way mean, to do it. I mean, how
1: political? The Olympic Committee cannot get political. I mean, it is political job, but they have to appear that yeah. it's not. It's a difficult one. Um, But we have gone way over time. But seeing as we're way over time, I might as just add this as point well, yeah. that we can continue tomorrow or mm-hmm. on the next pod commentators and people actually the athletes who are smart don't make the comments about this they don't make a stand about trans Mm. because they have sponsors they need to make a living so what you tend to find it's the media or it's people that have opinions that head on line to all these platforms but they say there's an unfair advantage given to trans athletes compared to athletes that are neonatal is it or that are born a certain sex um but how fair is international competing sports especially in in the olympics and anyway without trans the doping scandals yeah right
0: yeah that was Mm -hmm. women
1: women completely some of them were heavily doped and drugged so how fair is it anyway these international sports i think that's
0: such a good point I, I really yeah. think like people are going to talk about this and say it's not fair to Cause the doping neonatal was, women. Yeah. They're going to say it's not fair to neonatal women that trans women are allowed to compete next. How to them. fair
1: is it anyway exactly. without that? That's is an issue. Sports
0: isn't fair. That's kind of the point I was making at the start. Sports is not a fair thing. So let's get rid of that idea. Certain medications or drugs. But sort of... once again, you know, certain people have a genetic advantage. Like it's just not fair to begin with. So we need to really decide. Well, what is it we care about? Like but genetic
1: advantage. Is different from doping, though. I I know it is, but um, I'm just saying. It's not quite the same. I'm not
0: saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying there's different ways that it's there's lots of different Mm -hmm. ways that sports is unfair. Doping is an unfair part of it. And actually, that's a very blurred line. What is and isn't doping? A very blurred line. It's not a clear-cut thing where there's, like, one type of drug and if you take it, you do it. In dole. Russia,
1: like, like the scandal yeah. was systematic. Uh-huh. Like, it was on a huge level. Like, it wasn't yeah. just there was one athlete yeah. that ran away and they bought some drugs and they injected themselves. Like, it was systematic. And it's sad for the athletes because now every time they look at a medal, it's like, did I really? Uh, was yeah. that, Yeah.
0: I mean, say, is that
1: really me that won that, or was that everyone else that put me full of drugs that helped me to win that, or is it a bit of both? To
0: the people that know. are anti-trans people in sports, mm-hmm. I think they really have to answer that one question: Is it fair in
1: the first place?
0: What? What part of sports is fair to begin with? Like, what know. is I it can you value? Answer that. Like, can you answer that? If what you care about is creating the fairest fight possible between two athletes, then do you know what? You're going to spend all your time trying to find two people that are exactly evenly matched.
1: Oh, oh you can't and do that. That's <laughs> impossible. This is that's kind of impossible. Like, 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 there would be no... That's not the point of sport. It <laughs> yeah.
0: can't. That's, that's not the point the of sport. The issue with trans people competing is, cannot be an issue of fairness because fairness doesn't exist in sports to begin with. Like, that cannot be the issue.
1: But sometimes there are ways of levelling the playing field. Yeah. The question is how and how far can that go i think that's the i mean including trans i think is very progressive but yeah. it can be a can of worms yeah. and the athletes maybe are not happy with this but they can't voice their opinions as to be voiced by other people from the media that yeah. will always have an agenda
0: and as i said i think that trans people probably shouldn't be allowed to compete in Neonatal, like gendered sports at the moment. Well, they're allowing this now because of the advantages they still have. But I think we should be working at speed to figure out a way that can be included in a way that retains what we consider fair about sports and fair play. I think we need to work it like we can't just kick out trans people and say that's it done with. We need to. No, quick... that's
1: not progressive. Yeah,
0: we need to work it. Why should they not be included? Exactly. Yeah, I think probably it's unfair at the moment, but I think we also need to. Push um, to to redefine what these sports are and mean, um, to allow them to compete in the future very soon.
1: Quagmire, where'd you even begin?
0: Exactly. And but
1: ending on that.
0: If the Olympic really Committee would do. like to sponsor us, get in touch at BAMPOP Production <laughs> Podcast.
1: The Olympic Committee never gets in touch. You never see them or hear of them. They're just this. Group a, sorry, of sorry,
0: it's not at Bamport. It's at Bamport Pod. So go to at Bam pot pod and we'll we'll have a work in your diversity team olympic committee if you need
1: yeah yeah that sounds yeah, just great. get in
0: touch please okay
1: well we ran over by <laughs> a lot but it was a good over. talk it was very good talk bye from cat bye from ali bye from bam pot productions podcast Bye bye. bye bye